I had a pretty crazy experience with a shaman in, in Mexico for, for a couple, really? for about a month, I was in the middle of the jungle with a shaman, with a friend and <laughs> sort of happened randomly, but, uh, yeah, I ended up doing a lot of mushrooms over a month and had some pretty crazy experiences and sort of revelations about, you know, what I wanted to create musically, artistically. And yeah, I think, I think that sort of instigated the, the decision to really dive into it and, and what I wanted the project to be about and, and represent, you know, so there's been a lot, but that was sort of the, the instigation, I think. Okay. Shaman in the Mexican jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 What up, what up, everybody? Welcome back to another one of Convos. Today joining us is another very special guest, Old Man Canyon. New music out. We're going to talk about your music, uh, talk about kind of, you know, everything you got going on right now. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. Good to be here. Okay. So, I mean, I always like to start from the beginning, kind of with people, maybe her fans, listeners who might not be that familiar with you. So kind of like, what's, what's your background? Um, How did you kind of first start getting the music and like, and whatnot? Um, I think it kind of started with the, with the, with the school I went to growing up, it was sort of an arts based, uh, school that kind of focused on more, more of the development of the creative side of, of kids kind of, at least in the, in the younger grades. And then, um, sort of in the older grades, we, we joined an orchestra. So everyone in the school had to play a, a violin, viola or a cello. Okay. So that kind of, I think, instigated a little bit of the you know, at least more of the, the, the classical side of, you know, learning theory and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I think that just sort of inspired, you know, all of, you know, different friend groups, different bands to develop. And, uh, yeah, that's sort of where it started. And then, um, yeah, just slowly picked up more instruments and, you know, my taste change over the years and different experimentation with different genres. And yeah, I've gone, gone between them all hip hop folk. Yeah. I, uh, it's all kind of influenced me in, in different ways. So I think I, okay. I think that's where it began. And you, uh, you grew up um, in Vancouver, correct? I did. Yeah. Okay. And I guess kind of like how, how was Vancouver in the music scene and kind of like how that like influenced you like musically in any way that you can kind of recognize? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting music scene. It's some would say it's not the most kind of not the best kind of in some mm. ways, but I think, uh, I think when I was in, into folk music, you know, this, the scene was really, you know, inclusive of that sort of thing. And, but, you know, going into psychedelic, the psychedelic world, it's, it's not so, I don't know, it's not so inclusive in that way. So I've, I've sort of felt like I've, kind of created my own scene here with certain friends and certain groups and yeah, I'm slowly, slowly learning how the scene needs to be adjusted and trying to influence it in positive ways as well. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't really off the top of my head. I can't really think of too many are like big artists from Vancouver. So like, I can't really like kind of picture what the actual scene would be like, you know, cause everybody kind of has, a sound sometimes when it when something develops i, I just can really picture it's it. very canadian I, i'll say that so okay <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that means but 
Yeah, it's. I mean, when you say Canadian, yeah. I just please you like said folky and kind of you know more. I yeah, guess, in that type of realm, American. Yeah, exactly. Almost. Yeah, okay. I, no, that's that's a good way to imagine it. Okay, so like, so who are some of like, your favorite artists like when you were younger and like coming up and that like influenced you the most? Honestly, like when I was in super into folk, you know, it was you know head in the heart, you know, lumineers. Okay. That kind of stuff. But, you know, it sort of shifted to, you know, Father John Misty stuff and then more MGMT, Tame Impala, you know, Unknown Mortal Orchestra type of stuff is okay. kind of more yeah. in, in what I'm interested in creating now. Uh, you know, Youth Lagoon, Devendra Banhart. So there's a lot of people that I kind of, a lot of different genres that I, I think I sort of include in my creative process. Yeah, and, I, could definitely, sound. I could definitely definitely hear that in like some of your sound, especially some of your sound that you have currently. So like, yeah, uh, what, what kind of precipitated that, that shift in sound, I guess, over, over your. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I think probably the people I was collaborating with, you know, we, we kind of just slowly shifted to, to wanting to create a different energy in what we were making more of a, more of a, you know, psychedelic sort of experience, more of a, beats that sort of resembled hip hop in some way, just the sort of vibe and, you know, everything that, that I loved about hip hop, there's certain elements kind of in there. And then, you know, just, just different lyrical content, wanting to talk about different things it just sort of naturally, I don't know, shifted to, yeah. to being a different vibe and uh, okay. getting, it's got super into analog equipment. So it's just sort of been the slow building, shifting obsession with gear and, and different uh different experiences you want to create at a live show as well that maybe just an acoustic guitar couldn't really do anymore for me yeah i definitely hear a lot more i guess synth heavy kind of production with yeah and your and your newer stuff and i, I and yeah. you did mention kind of psychedelic as being like kind of a kind of a direction that you're heading and so like i mean without you know incriminating yourself we're psychedelic sitting that you like kind of experience in that kind of like shape 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 you musically or Oh yeah. Yeah. There's been a, there's been a lot of psychedelic experiences. Um, I think, I think right before the band kind of formed, I, uh, I had a pretty crazy experience with a shaman in, in Mexico for, for a couple, yeah. for about a month, I was in the middle of the jungle with a shaman, with a friend and <laughs> sort of happened randomly, but, uh, yeah, I ended up doing a lot of mushrooms over a month and had some pretty crazy experiences and, sort of revelations about, you know, what I wanted to create musically, artistically. And yeah, I think, I think that sort of instigated the, the decision to really dive into it and, and what I wanted the project to be about and, and represent, you know, so there's been a lot, but that was sort of the, the instigation, I think. Okay. A shaman in the Mexican jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess like, that was like your first experience kind of kind of dealing with psychedelics and like opening that part of your uh, experience the first the first really meaningful one that you know was guided and there was something you're able to go a lot deeper when there's someone i think that has the knowledge of of those experiences like yeah. a shaman does and uh, you know i'd done them tons kind of in school and stuff but it's it's different when you're when you're going into it with a different intention i think yeah. is is what it's all about okay all right yeah <laughs> like I guess, with some of like your other passions because like you, i see you involved with the artwork your own artwork you do uh, i guess uh, some of your videos are pretty you know 
out there and, and, and very visually engaging, I guess. So, so yeah. what's some, like, are you kind of just artistic across the board or, or you, you're starting to kind of dabble? Yeah, no, I've sort of just always been into all the different art forms and I, you know, I've, I love making videos. Like you said, I love painting. I love doing visual art. And I, I think that's kind of the, what I love about music is it's sort of just allowed me to do them all kind of at mm. once. Cause they all support each other. You can, yeah, you need, you need to do them all to be a, to be a musician. And I think it's helped have the, you know, the aesthetic kind of in mind as I'm doing it and not rely on, you know, all these other people to, to make sure it's, it's happening the way I want it. Okay. So yeah. I, I've always been into it. I love, I love doing all that stuff. So I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to even say I, I'm more into music than those other things. It's just sort of yeah. in the way it's gone so far music okay. stuck out as the the thing to follow so far. How'd you, how'd you get the name old man, old man Canyon? Like how, how did you come up on the name come, come to be? It came from, so I grew up in Vancouver. There's a, there's like near the mountains, there's a place called Lynn Canyon and that's where I grew up. And it's very much in the forest, right on a Canyon. And, um, it sort of came out of that, that shaman experience, the name and, and just sort of the energy that that I felt like the Canyon sort of has always had the, the sort of wisdom that I don't know. I've just always felt there going on walks, yeah. you know, just, just being in nature and, and uh, yeah, I, I think it came from that, just the energy that's sort of there and the uh, yeah, it's an old, it's an old man Canyon. It feels okay. old. It feels old. <laughs> All right. um, hard, hard to describe, I, but yeah. You, you've been releasing music for like, you know, a decent amount of time now, I guess. So, so what are some of the lessons that you learned, like from some of your earlier releases? Like you, you had like, um, Phantom and friends and you had like a lot of early success with that. And, and I guess you have like a clear evolution path to like kind of where you are now. Like, so what are some like your lessons that you learned since, since your earlier stuff? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm still sort of uncovering what those lessons are, but uh-huh. you know, I, I think I think it's been very evident how important it is to, to stay true to what you want to create and not get swayed along the way, depending on, you know, what people are trying to tell you to make or what you think your audience wants to hear. So I think I've, I think I've tried to maintain that and not pay too much attention to what other people think. And I think that's still really important and something I still struggle to maintain. And, um, yeah. And to not just be too tied up in, in the areas that you've had success, not trying to repeat those or like, you know, just not trying to constantly recreate the same thing just because something was successful. You just have yeah. to, I've really had to remind myself to, to just trust what I'm feeling in the moment, you know, keep, keep experimenting, keep creating. And, um, yeah, I think, I think what's right sort of usually pops out and what, if, if you're, if you're attentive to it and if you're listening and not rushing it. So I think that's sort of been the most vital part is just, just trusting the instinct and, and trying to stay true to that amongst all the chaos that, that comes with releasing art or music, music in any way. Cause there's a lot of, of deterrence along the way that can really make you not want to do it anymore in some ways. So. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely probably one of the hardest parts about being a musician is for sure 
managing that business kind of aspect of it because you still yeah. want to be, you know, make some money and like live yeah. off it and be successful. But then like you, it's still an art form. So like you're also supposed to just express yourself and it's kind of hard to, to balance that. I don't, I don't know if you've ever like felt like oh, yeah. you've gotten a hold of it or you're still ch- kind of trying to figure out like that whole process. I'm definitely still trying to figure it out. Cause it's, it seems to be getting harder and harder. Like that gap between, you know, having the business mind, which is really just social media now, yeah. That's really the whole industry is just based on the content you create for social media, and which I really, and, yeah. which, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I really find that's the complete contradiction to the creation of art. So like, yeah, like you said, maintaining that balance is, is tough. And I, yeah, I don't know if there ever will be a balance to it because I think they're just opposite things. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess when, you, when you came out, was there streamers or was it still like a streaming business when you no, first? No, when I, when I first released it, it was just like Bandcamp was the, was the, the tastemaker. SoundCloud maybe, I guess. Exactly. SoundCloud. Yeah. Bandcamp. So it's, yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a shift and it's shifted very quickly to, you know, Spotify being the only tastemaker in the whole business really. I mean, basically, yeah. They you know? have a huge market share and I guess, yeah. Speaking of that, like they did kind of come up with some, two, some like major changes, obviously to the, how they pay out and like kind of yeah. some of the choices that they were doing. I think it was, um, I forget the term they used, but I think it was supposed to be artist, uh, centered, meaning like it's based on only plays now or something like that. Or, right. or I don't know if you ever like really got into it as part of your business, like kind of understanding the streaming aspect, but I was kind of wondering like, what's your thoughts on, on the direction that they're trying to head in? Yeah. I, I don't buy it for a second that it's artist centered. Uh, yeah, if that's, that's what they're saying, that is what they're <laughs> saying. Probably, they, probably I mean, the it sounds opposite. good. You know, buzzwords. Oh, sound, yeah. Sound oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Honestly, man, it's hard to say. I, I think it's, uh, I think it's a bit dangerous when some, when a certain, you know, platform gains that much power over, over the decision-making of whether an artist makes it or doesn't make it or whether they're heard or not. So, you know, I, I've been fortunate with it. So I'm, I, I can't like totally rip it all the way because it, it is helping in some ways to, to get the yeah. music heard. Um, but there's so many artists that I think are more than deserving of, you know, being very popular that just because they haven't got on a playlist or something, you know, no one knows yeah. about them, yeah. which I think is just stupid. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to, to decide exactly what it's about yet, but I think they've pretty much showed what their true colors are and their intention, which is to make money and take as much as they can from artists. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, from my basic kind of read off of what I kind of heard from it, it it sounds like it's almost strictly going to benefit like the biggest artists out there because they're going to get the most plays. They're going to get the most plays. They're going to get the most exposure because they already, a lot of them already have specific exclusive, exclusive deals with them anyway. So exactly. It's kind of crazy that we're at this point where at least before you had labels, big labels, but you had, you know, four or five of them. Now it seems to be only like one because Spotify is basically like a new label and like on a drop of a dime, they can change how the whole industry pays out. It's kind of, kind of, kind of wild. Oh yeah. No, I think all the big labels, it's, it's just transitioned from, you know, before having radio, which was very much controlled by the major labels and, and who was getting on radio was controlled by the labels. And now it's just shifted to if like, if you look at the shareholders of Spotify, it's all the major labels. labels, Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same thing. They're just, 
they've just created a different uh, medium to be the the tastemaker and the control just with the illusion of artists being somehow more supported or more in control. It's the yeah. same, same tricks over and over. And I guess we also have Bandcamp going through their whole issues. Too yeah, they're sold they've now. Been, yeah, yeah, twice now within a year, and nobody yeah. knows how that's going to really shake out. Like, it's kind yeah. of a crazy time to be like on streamers and relying on that it as is. like your income. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's hard to know where it's going to go. So yeah. I, I guess like, how have you managed? You know, a career up to this point in dealing with all these different things that are constantly changing. Is it just kind of hitting the road? Is it touring? Is it you know, building that community, is that, is that still like the number one thing? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think when you create music, I think people find it one way or another, if it's meant mm -hmm. to be heard, like it, it gets heard. Um, so I think that's been a big part of it is just, like I said, maintaining just my, you know, my, just trusting myself and what I want to create and trusting that the people who are, you know, in support of, of what I make will find it. And that's been the case so far. And I think obviously there's been a lot of things that have helped that happen. Like I've been really fortunate to have a lot of my songs in like TV and, and film. Um, but even that's now, you know, it's shifting and it's, it's becoming much, much more less, uh, receptive to that sort of thing, you know, with AI music and just, yeah. Yeah. Just th these companies are able to license music much cheaper and not actually have to pay artists in the same way. So that that's what really helped me over the years is, is, is getting my songs in these TV shows. And that's really helped. Yeah. The, the audience grow and, and people hear it in other countries that, you know, usually you would have had to tour there in order for them yeah. to hear it or something like that. So that's helped a lot. And then, uh, yeah, I've toured a lot over the years, but you know, that's always been, you know, a bit of a struggle to be honest, like, cause I have been independent for most of my career. I just signed with uh, a label the past year. So it's been a new experience for sure. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask about that. You had like a lot of music syncs, especially early on with yeah. the music. You had been on shows like Suits and Pretty Little Liars and Sons of Anarchy and Chambers, like some really, really big shows. And I was yeah. asked like, what was the experience of that? And like, how that impacted you, but like you mentioned, it, it, it was a big part of your early success. No, it was amazing. Like, I think it was, yeah, I think it was the most fortunate kind of that I've most fortunate part of my career, you know, I've experienced just, just, yeah, the, the, the amount of people that found the music and were instantly interested in, in it just by seeing it in a show that they love, I think was really powerful. And, um, yeah, it helped, it helped spread the music in a way that it never would have, I think, or it would have taken a lot longer to do without it. Did you watch like, shows beforehand before like were you a viewer of any yeah. before yeah there's a yes suits i was definitely into before sons of anarchy i was into before um uh euphoria i had a song in euphoria which was pretty cool um yeah it's been a lot and i'm always just amazed it's so interesting seeing how the how the music supervisors use your song you know yeah. in scenes that you never would have you're like my song doesn't fit in a romantic scene but then you're like, <laughs> well, maybe it does <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's that experience, you know, so that you're already watching and then to see like your song pop up yeah. on there. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a trip. Kind of surreal. Yeah, kind of surreal, yeah, right? It's like, amazing. Oh, yeah. No, it really cool. is. Yeah. So hopefully that continues. <laughs> okay. So you, you, I mean, you've been away for a little while, about five years since your last uh, major project, correct? Uh, like three. Uh, yeah. Three. Okay. three and a half, okay. three and a half, something like that. But yeah, it feels so like five. Have you just used like the last three years kind of just 
building like this new body of work or? Yeah, I've been writing a lot and, you know, just trying to deal with the planet and how to, how I fit into it. And Yeah. There's been a lot know, of upheaval around of, the world to say at least. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out what it means to be an artist, a human. I don't know. Yeah. Trying to, trying to, trying to juggle it all. But yeah, I've been writing a lot and I have a lot more music to, to put out here. So hopefully okay. the world yeah, doesn't I mean, crumble before I can. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fingers crossed on that one, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, that does bring us to, to the new EP, So Long Babylon, that, that just released um, this fall. So yeah. I guess, how's it feel to have, have that body work out? Kind of what, what have been the responses so far and, and why not? It's been really good to have it out. Um, it, like, like you said, it, it, it's felt like 10 years since I put music out. So it, it was definitely, you know, readjusting to the, the process of putting music out, putting yourself out there and, and, uh, interacting with, you know, the world again, but it's been really positive. Like everyone's been super excited about it and which, you know, helps me stay excited. And, um, yeah, now I'm just trying to figure out touring and shows and, and that's, that's definitely a part that, you know, I've really missed over the years just because it's such an essential part to the process of creating, you know, you spend all this time writing, recording. So it's such an internal kind of alone process, at least for me. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the touring and the shows are very, the, you know, the external expressive interacting with the world sort of side of it. So yeah, one I mean, without you, the you, other is it's hard. Yeah. You can, you get to see, I guess, the impact that your music has like totally person, like on, yeah. on, on, on people yeah. for the first time. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully, hopefully that's so out soon. How the, how the title what, was, is there a meaning behind the title? So long Babylon, like how that come to be and like, is there anything special? Yeah, in that? It, it came, you know, I was, I've been, I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with like ancient cultures and ancient civilizations and, you know, what ended up bringing, bringing these past civilizations down and, um, you know, Babylon in Mesopotamia was a very like significant culture and you know they were thought to be very spiritual very you know technologically advanced in a lot of ways and um you know through their obsession with you know ego and greed and accumulating more and you know got their governments sort of taking more than they should from the people that ultimately is what what made that crumble and i, I think i was just sort of relating it to the current world and so many ways that, you know, it parallels what's going on now. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's sort of where it came from. was just this, yeah, saying, yeah, just sort of letting go of that, of the, of the need for something to crumble as well. And hopefully being able to find a solution that doesn't involve total, you know, destruction of yeah. everything. Hopefully. Okay. So I, so I guess some of the themes and the illusions are kind of speaking to the current state of the world and like current, maybe current events. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Hard not to. Yeah. There's also some talk about like maybe UFOs and other things that are also. Yes. Yeah. That was a, that was a crazy during the pandemic while I was writing this album, there was like a two week period where I would go outside almost every day around in the middle of the day too. And there would be these weird silver balls, lights. I don't know what they were, to be honest, but they would be sitting up in the sky 
for hours at a time, some moving, some disappearing, sometimes multiple. I have no idea if there were UFOs or what they were, to be honest. I don't know what else they could have been, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was a really interesting time and sort of added to the already craziness of, of what was going on. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were, but it was something, something to them. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. were you like a UFO believer before you had these I, I was actually, which okay. probably doesn't help the credibility of my story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It was, a. Uh, it was really cool though. There was, there was something in the sky, whatever they were. I don't and this know. wasn't, this wasn't, uh, the Mexican and shaman. This and, was not you know. on mushrooms. No, <laughs> okay. no, this is sober, sober in the day too, which was, which I've never. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, have you, I mean, that's interesting because obviously in the current events, there's also have been a lot of talk about UFOs yeah. and I guess that's what they call them, not UAPs or something or something like this. Now yeah. they, just, they yeah. just try to change the name. Yeah, exactly. But there's been like a lot of stuff from the government and like information being released. And even in Mexico, yeah. I guess they said that recently the guy came forward and said he found two alien bodies or something like that. So yeah. like, is this yeah. something that you keep up with? Oh yeah. Yeah. I am pretty knowledgeable <laughs> about all the, everything that's going on with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating thing, especially, you know, it kind of relates into the ancient culture stuff I was talking about too. And I think that's sort of what first kind of grasped me into that is just how many different cultures kind of talk about, you know, these different beings yeah. from other, from other places coming and influencing our development as humans. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to ignore once you, you really look at every kind of origin story of every civilization and they all have uh, a very similar, very similar story in some way of yeah. how, of how they gain knowledge and, um, that they were assisted in some way by something. So I think that's, that's kind of what really draws me into it. I mean, for sure. I think it's, especially nowadays, it's, even if you're not maybe a true believer, it's hard to ignore everything that's yeah. like yeah. coming out and going on and all these different things happening. And, totally. you know, I have no idea if it's true or not, but I do believe it's, basically impossible there's not something else out there you know exactly no there's too much too much out there 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 something's there okay so i guess yeah. what was your creative process when it comes to like actually like creating the music for this for the cp man i just i try try experimenting kind of as much as i can i'm always just trying to switch the process up of sort of how ideas kind of come to be and, um, you know, usually it's through it with a synth or a guitar and a drum machine or something. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's totally different, but that's typically kind of how I write is on a synth or a, or a guitar. And I usually have some sort of beat going that I've made and I'm just noodling around until something jumps out at me. And then sometimes I'll start recording kind of before the idea is totally done just to kind of get more inspired and start figuring out the different parts and, and what kind of the song wants to feel like. And, um, and then I usually just start building on it. Sometimes, sometimes it takes yeah a long time of just layering and slowly kind of figuring out the structure or, yeah, like I said, sometimes the song's totally finished structurally and I'm just recording it and it comes out super quick, but it's always changing kind of depending how the idea came about, but yeah. I mean, so do you like handle most all the production yourself and oh, yeah, kind of, I know? do it all myself. I play everything myself and it's just sort of been the way I've done it the past, 
you know, three albums or so. I don't know. I just sort of kind of, I don't, you can, you can get ideas out a lot quicker sometimes, sometimes, um, when you don't have other people around, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really feeling the desire to collaborate more kind of in the process too. So the, like the band I currently have, they only play with me when I'm playing live. So I don't usually bring them in for the recording or any, any of the writing or anything like that. But um, I think on the next music, I'm going to try to just include people more in the process yeah. of, of getting it all done. Cause it can get lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can imagine. I yeah. can definitely imagine. That's yeah. a, lot, a lot of work you got to do, you know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so ton. Guess, what are some of your favorite tracks of, you know, this project so far? Um, I think right now my favorite is in our own way. Um, okay. I don't know why, just cause I, we've been, we've been rehearsing a lot for the live shows and it's been the funnest to, to play so far. I don't know why it's just got, I think it's got a good tempo, good, good guitar parts. I don't know. Feels good. Is there any song that's kind of you've noticed that's resonated the most that probably I guess with some of your listeners? Or... You know, it's hard, it's hard to say. I mean, there's been songs that have done good on Spotify, which yeah. might just be because they're on a playlist, but yeah, it's hard <laughs> to get some yeah, on there. It is, but you know, people have really liked what's even real anymore. Um it's a great song. Thanks, man. And uh and people have been liking in our own way too. People have liked them all, which is been really nice to hear so we'll i mean see. like i said it's only small sample size ep yeah this is implying you know full album on the way longer project yeah. on the way yeah yeah totally yeah there's gonna be lots more music in the next year for sure yeah okay and you also have a release show uh november 19th i believe yes sir i do okay yeah in vancouver um is this one of your first shows in a while or uh, almost three years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. It's been, it's been a minute. So I've got the pressure, but the pressure building, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Three years is, is quite a long time not to, you know, play live, but I mean, oh, I'm yeah. sure it's going to, yeah, I hope so. so great to have it out there. You know, let's hope I remember how to play when I get up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, is there any, uh, any future plans you have, you know, like I said, I mean, you didn't mention some things like tour shows kind of figuring all that out and album on the way. Yeah. That's kind of the main focus is yeah. Really trying to, trying to get more shows going, more tours. And then, yeah, I'm just going to work on new music and, uh, keep pumping it out. Hopefully here in the next, you know, six months or so, hopefully another record is ready to go. Okay. That's, that's cool. I that's mean, I it. think, uh, so long Babylon is, you know, this indication of music to come. I think you have something special on your hands and thank you. Definitely man. was vibing with the, the whole thing. And I think it's, like I said, there's no other way to really put it. It's a vibe. So appreciate that, dude. Yeah. That's great. To hear. And definitely, uh, you know, for all listeners, watchers, whatever, you should definitely go check them out go run up the streams on so long Babylon, you know, they're always changing over there. Spotify. So definitely have them out over there. And, uh, right. Yeah. And, um, catch you on some shows, some tours, maybe next album on the way. Definitely look forward to maybe talking to you again. That'd be great, dude. Hopefully I get to Arizona in this next tour. For sure. I mean, you're always <laughs> welcome down here. I think you fit in quite well down here. There's a lot of you. Hey, go to Sedona. If you like UFOs, you have to go to Sedona. That's what I've heard, man. I want to go. It is literally maybe the UFO capital of America. I'm be honest. I've heard that. I got to go. 
I'm going. You I'm going right gemstones, now. weed, psychedelics, and UFOs is Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> I like all those things, so I think I'll fit right in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all right, cute. man. It was um great talking to you. Like I said, you, all his socials will down be down below where you guys are watching or listening, and and uh, go go run up those streams on So Long Babylon. Appreciate you, dude. Thank you for having right, me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, man. Yeah.